Greetings, Seamheads. This is Anilo Piro of MileHighSports.com coming to you live from Scottsdale, Arizona at Colorado Rocky Spring Training. Been down here the entire week for Mile High Sports, uh, checking up on the team as the season starts to creep in here at the end of March. Uh, been observing a lot of things. Um, there, there's really a ton to talk about. And, you know, this podcast is going to be a great way for you Rockies fans to, you know, get an inside look at the team and, you know, really get a good perspective on what Buddy Black and the boys are going to be uh, presenting for you guys down at 20 and Blake. Um, I've been covering the team for a handful of seasons now, entering my fourth year with Mile High Sports, uh, keeping the Rockies beat locked down for you guys. Uh, we're really excited for this season at Mile High Sports. Um, both myself and Luke Zalman are going to be um, cranking out the content. Let's just say that. Uh, we've uh, revamped our Rockies staff, and you know we're really looking forward to an incredible season all around. Um, we're going to have some fantastic feature work, some great analysis on the recap side, um, podcasts just like this one that we're going to be um, pumping out throughout the season. We're going to have player interviews, manager interviews, um, answering your questions off of social media. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at Media, media by AP if you're interested in getting connected with the podcast or any of our stories at milehighsports.com. Um, like I said, going to be a great season. Been down here on since Monday, really. Um, kind of lurking around the clubhouse, lurking around the field, trying to see what's up with this Rocky staff as uh, the season gets ready to uh, kick off here in uh, just a couple weeks. So going to be just doing a general rundown of some information and some stuff that I've seen over the course of my time here covering the team. Uh, there's really a lot to talk about. Um, so quick rundown, we're going to be talking about Nolan Arenado's contract extension and his expectations moving forward with the club. John Gray, can he finally turn into, you know, the pitcher that everyone thought he could be for this club? Daniel Murphy, you know, the guy, the new guy on the block, they signed him to a two-year deal this offseason to play first base. Uh, how's he looking at the corner infield position? and what can he bring to this club offensively Um, and and shifting over just one position we'll talk about second base and and specifically Ryan McMahon Um, also we'll touch on Garrett Hampson and Brendan Rogers two of the uh, prominent prospects in the Colorado Rockies farm system that could be vying for some playing time at second base throughout the season Um, another guy that I know Rockies fans are super excited about is Ramel Tapia where has he been at throughout the spring training Uh, where might he end up come opening day and what his role might be on this team we'll get into that and Trevor Story, you know, Trevor Story is a guy that Rockies fans seem to have fallen in love with over the past couple of seasons, and he's a, emerged as a leader um, based off what I've been seeing and hearing throughout the clubhouse. So we'll talk about Story, his leadership, and, you know, what he will bring to the table now in his third professional major league season. So like I said, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Media by AP. Feel free to tweet me anything uh, throughout the season if you want it covered in this podcast. Um, Luke and I will be, you know, like I was saying, locking thin- things down in terms of Rockies content. And so MileHighSports.com, Mile High Sports Radio, and the magazine are going to be your one-stop shop for all things Colorado Rockies. Um, you're going to want to check this out. We have a lot of great stuff in the works and lined up for the season. Um, a little teaser for you guys. Um, a majority of the reason that I'm down here is I'm doing some really cool stories for the upcoming baseball edition of the magazine. Uh, I think everybody's favorite player, for the most part, will be on the cover. So you're going to want to keep an eye out for that one. Got some great, great one-on-one interviews with Nolan Arenado, Brendan Rogers, uh, manager Bud Black, and general manager Jeff Breidich. And uh, I kind of teased it on Twitter earlier in the week as well. Um, 
you know, this core group of guys is really looking to take this franchise in a direction that they have never been before. I'm talking about sustainable success. I'm talking about contending for a postseason for the foreseeable for the foreseeable future, um, trying to win their first division title ever. And, you know, really the, the, the biggest goal of all the capture a World Series title. So um, had some great conversations with multiple people within the organization that I'm going to be excited to bring to you. Um, both written, you know, in terms of written content and verbal content, just like this on the podcast. So let's let's start with Nolan Arenado. Um, you know, I kind of teased that he is everybody's favorite player on this on this Rockies club. You know, in terms of the fan base, and he is one of the more interesting people that I've had the pleasure to cover, just because he's so real. You know, he does a lot of these players. I can say from my a few years doing this media stuff, they kind of put on a, a mask when they talk to the media. But Nolan really doesn't. He's very upfront. He's very honest. And he lets you know how he feels about certain situations. Um, so obviously he signed that massive eight-year deal that could keep him in Colorado. Um, yeah, like I said, for eight years. He also has the opt-out after three. So we'll see how it goes from there. But nonetheless, you know, he's given the Rockies an opportunity to kind of further this uh, postseason window that they currently find themselves in the middle of. Um, you know, back-to-back postseason appearances for the first time in franchise history. Um, they're on a good path, and locking up Nolan Arenado is definitely something that will right that ship and kind of keep the good times rolling. Um, he really, really believes in the core of this group. He he likes guys like Trevor Story. He loves playing with Charlie Blackman. He loves the young rotation. Um, and he kind of shared with me that these are all reasons as to why he did decide, you know, to re-up. Um, as you'll be able to read in some stories that are coming out about Nolan, you know, he, he said that the Rockies basically gave him an offer that he couldn't refuse and that you know playing for the Rockies long term is something that he was always um, wanting to do in his career you know from a young age Um, so be sure to keep an eye out for the story that I'm going to have coming out but you know just down here talking with Nolan interacting with Nolan he doesn't look any different and you know he even admitted to me that sometimes money can change a person and he's trying to make sure that that does not happen with himself Um, from my observations whether he's taking batting practice um, or, or, you know, shagging ground balls. He's just as into it as he's ever been. Um, he looks focused and even more motivated this offseason and spring training to try to, you know, get this franchise to a World Series and, you know, lead them down a path of greatness and, and really try, like I was saying, to take this franchise to new heights, you know, places that they have never been before. Um, you know, I... I've really been around Nolan a decent amount this spring training, and this guy is just a gamer. You know, Charlie Blackman is also a gamer. Trevor Story, you know, these guys are all very much into it. But, you know, in between um, photo sessions, you know, Nolan sits down on the ground and he's watching baseball film. You know, in the clubhouse when, you, you know, he's not doing interviews or not, you know, taping his bat or anything like that. He's sitting on the couch, you know, scrolling through his phone watching baseball highlights. This guy is just a, a flat-out gamer, and he's really excited about the future, I guess is how I would put it, that uh, the future of this of this club and what it kind of holds. Um, and, you know, he, he talked about how there's a sustainable future here and how it's not just the guys currently on the major league level. It's more than that. It's deeper, you know, guys like Brendan Rogers, Garrett Hampson, the future, Riley Pine. These are all, you know, players that he's excited to, you know, team up with in the future and kind of keep this, you know, keep the good times rolling per se um, at 20th and Blake and, 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 you know, really try to make the Rockies one of the best clubs in the sport. 
Um, you know, he's also really big on the fans. You know, he, he talks about how when he first came into the big leagues as a member of the Rockies, you, you didn't really hear boos or cheers one way or the other. And the past couple seasons, that's been different. You know, as they've made the postseason, Nolan says he's felt the fan presence. He's felt Denver slowly but surely start to turn into a baseball city. He's felt the Rockies, uh, in his words, start to overtake the Denver Broncos in terms of popularity. So Nolan Arenado is all in on this club. Uh, he, he looks rejuvenated. He looks very focused. And he, he's determined to, you know, take himself and this franchise, you know, to the top of the MLB stratosphere. So that's a, that's a great sign for Rockies fans. It doesn't seem like that contract by any means has affected his mindset entering the season. Uh, speaking of mindset, let's talk about John Gray here for a little bit. And honestly, the conversations that I have personally had with John Gray and, and you know, talking to Buddy Black about John Gray and Jeff Breidich about him as well um, is this guy has come into spring training as a completely, uh, a completely new man. He worked out this offseason along with um, Brian Shaw and Jake McGee at a place called Driveline, which is kind of an analytical driven um, baseball camp or facility where Basically, they can take any pitch that a pitcher throws and find all of the science and math behind it and basically tell you why a pitch cuts a certain way, why a pitch drops a certain way, why there's backspin, why there's front spin. So essentially, Gray, along with some of the other Rockies pitchers, went up to Washington State and rejuvenated themselves. They they refocused themselves. They stripped their pitches down to the bare bones. And as John kind of put it, I, he, he said that he went up there and threw all of his pitches and he had the people that worked there tell him what was wrong with them. So he kind of remade himself um, as a pitcher. And, and really, he just seems so revitalized. He, he seems so confident. And my biggest criticism of John Gray, as of the fans, for the most part, has been his mental toughness. Um, obviously, we have yet to see if that translates onto the major league field once games start. But as of right now, John Gray seems to be more confident than I have ever seen him. And, and that would be a great thing if, you know, if, if his performance can translate onto the diamond. Because outside of Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland, you know, which is a fantastic one-two punch at the top of the Rockies rotation, it's a lot of question marks. You know, Gray, can he put it together? Tyler Anderson, can he put it together? Um, Antonio Sensatella got rocked the other day on the mound. Well, what, what's his status? You know, beyond one and two for the Rockies, there's a lot of question marks. And John Gray has always been considered, you know, a, a potential ace of this rotation. And he's been unable to kind of grow into that role. Um, but, you know, maybe after an offseason in which he quote-unquote reinvented himself as a pitcher, maybe this will be the gateway to him finally emerging to be that dominant type pitcher that he said that he you know that he wants to be um, one of the biggest takeaways that I've had from talking with John is that he says that he refound his slider he said I got my slider back and that's going to be big because you know w w when Gray is on and he's mixing in that fastball with his wipeout slider he could be unhittable I mean he is overpowering to a certain extent when when everything's in control and he's on and, and, you know and he has command of his pitches so he claims that his slider is back and better than ever um, and then he also put on a little bit of weight. I think he said that he was weighing in about 205, 210 at the end of last season. Now he's up at about the 230 range. So he looks stronger and he feels stronger both physically and mentally. So um, John Gray has been kind of the highlight um, per se of this tr of this spring training. So um, yeah, if he can get if he can start putting things together, man, this Rocky staff could really really start doing some damage in the National League and and the National League West in that sense, which is fairly wide open. I mean. The 
The Dodgers haven't necessarily made any you know overpowering moves. Um, the Diamondbacks have res- regressed a little bit. The Padres will be good in a few years. Um, the Giants, we don't really know what their status is. Um, you know, and we know the Rockies are going to hit, and they're going to hit well, both at home and on the road. It's their pitching, I think, that's a big question. And if they can, uh, you know, have a guy like John Gray emerge as a solid number three, um, I think they're going to be in a good place. And I think that's exactly what Gray needs to do is is realize his role. I think a lot of his struggles earlier in his career have been stemmed from. You know, he, he, he always thought of himself as he has to be the guy, you know, the number one, the front man of this rotation. And that's not the case entering the season. He, he's expected to be, you know, a middle of the line starter. And maybe, you know, that takes some pressure off of him. And if he can just stay within himself and simplify things and, you know, get his slider back and keep his power fastball in command, you know, I think the sky's the limit for John Gray in terms of his potential. But like I said, we've yet to see if that will translate onto the diamond this year. So that's definitely something that. Rockies fans are going to want to keep an eye out here as the season starts to get going. Um, speaking of that, as the season's about to get going, a new guy on the field that you'll see playing first base is Daniel Murphy. Um, the Rockies signed him to a two-year contract uh, two-year contract over the offseason to play first base. Um, while Murphy has played a majority of his games in his career at second base, he actually has, has claimed that he's more comfortable at first than he is at second. Um, and, you know, just from watching him, he I think that seems to be true. Uh, today, even in their game against the uh, Rangers, Murphy made a couple of good picks, turned a double play. Um, and listen, I, I grew up watching Daniel Murphy when he was with the Mets and the Nationals and whatnot, and I will agree with him in the sense that he he did kind of look uncomfortable when playing second base at times, and at first base, he just he, it looks very natural to him. It looks like it comes natural, so that's got to be a great thing. Um, and talking with other players, I know Ryan McMahon has talked about how Daniel Murphy's been fantastic at picking balls. You know, there hasn't really been issues. Um, and, and, you know, not to name, you know, not to pick on Ian Desmond by any means. You know, there was issues with Ian Desmond's game at first base. We didn't know. There was never really a, a clear-cut fit for him at first base. And, and that doesn't seem to be the way with Daniel Murphy here. Um, he seems to be very comfortable in his own skin at first base. And he, he's actually hitting well this off or this spring training, hitting around 300. So, um all signs are looking good for Daniel Murphy as he uh, enters his first season as a Rocky. He's hitting three thirteen in spring training. So as long as he can lock himself down on defense, the Rockies have, may have actually found a, a, a decent solution for their first base woes that have plagued them over the past couple of years. Um, one more note that I have on Daniel Murphy and first base in general is um, Mark Reynolds is a guy that the Rockies you know signed to a deal this offseason. And uh, from my experience covering this team, Buddy Black loves to play veterans. And that's not to discredit the young guys and their ability. But Bud Black, you know, does have um, an allegiance to veterans per se. So I would not be shocked at all if you see Daniel Murphy get a handful of games and starts um, over at second base and you see Mark Reynolds starting at first base. Um, That's not a discredit to guys like Ryan McMahon and Garrett Hampson and and Brendan Rodgers. But it, it just seems like there might be some instances where Buddy wants to go a little bit more veteran heavy. Um, and, and, and for that reason, I think you may see Murphy pl- get some playing time at second base and um, Mark Reynolds end up at first base. But uh, yeah, all reports coming out of spring training is that Daniel Murphy looks good and sharp at first base, which is a, a great thing for Rockies fans. Uh, let's shift over one position to second base and talk about Ryan McMahon. This guy has been just on fire throughout the entire um, course of spring training, hitting a hair just under 500 for the Rockies. And, and he seems to have 
kind of he, he's primed for a big year. Um, of of all the younger prospects per se, Ryan McMahon seems to have an edge on everybody else. He seems to have grown the most this spring training. You know, in, in talking with Buddy Black, guys like Brendan Rodgers and Garrett Hampson, you know, while their future is very bright, they still have a lot to work on. McMahon's game, you know, seems to be a little bit more polished for Buddy's liking, and because of that, I, I think you have to name him the front runner to start at second base. Um, you know, come opening day, assuming that the Rockies don't go veteran heavy, like I was just saying, and deploy the idea of Daniel Murphy at second and Mark Reynolds at first. Um, assuming second base is an open race, I think I think uh, Ryan McMahon is clearly the leader. Um, we've had some good conversations with with McMahon over the week, um, talking about his comfort level. He says that he worked, you know, virtually this entire offseason on second base, getting game reps. He says he's he feels good and confident about his ability to play second base. So, it, it, you know, if they could get him in a position to start and he succeeds at the major league level, that, that's great because the Rockies may have finally found a solution um, to their infield situation. And, you know, I, like I was saying, Daniel Murphy, you know, only locked up for two seasons. First base will be open as well in a couple years, potentially. You could see him move over to first base, which is another position that he's comfortable with. Um, you know, you're, you're going to see Ryan McMahon play all over the diamond. He kind of used Ben Zobrist as an example of the player that he might end up being for the club. You know, a guy that could play first, second, third, third maybe some games in the outfield you know kind of a a super utility man per se um so yeah all all reports on ryan mcmahon coming out strong for the rockies and and i'd say he definitely is the front runner to be uh the starting second baseman for this club which i think is a great sign um i know rockies fans have wanted to see more of ryan mac as the seasons have progressed he's he's toyed with the major league roster um in each of the previous two seasons and you know maybe year three this might be his uh his legitimate shot at trying to you know, make this team flat out and develop, you know, a starting or at least a prominent role with this club. You know, that's something that he's reiterated to me and that he's excited about the challenge of trying to become an everyday major league player. So, you know, only time will tell to see how Buddy Black wants to handle the situation. But Ryan McMahon has definitely been one of the most impressive players out of spring training so far. Um, Another one of the young guys that a lot of Rockies fans are interested in is Rommel Tapia, Um, number 15. He looks like he's put on a little bit of weight, which I think is an encouraging sign. He's also kind of grown out his treadlock, so he's got a cool little vibe going um, with his look. But Tapia looks bigger, and he's getting a lot of playing time. He hit leadoff, um, I think, multiple multiple times throughout this week. Um, he seems to have polished his game on the bases a little bit. I know that's something that Bud Black was kind of hounding him on in the sense that he needs to get better on the base paths, especially because he possesses such speed. You know, if the, if the Rockies can get a legitimate speedster in Rommel Tapia, you know, uh, consistent at the major league level, that's going to be a real threat for them, whether he's starting or, you know, as a bench guy later in games. Um, but, you know, they're kind of running out of time, per se, with Tapia. He's been floating in and around the big leagues for a couple seasons. Um, he's always been... a, a decently regarded prospect he's never been you know the Brendan Rodgers type but he's always been considered you know a guy that maybe one day if he if he succeeds and thrives could be um you know an everyday player for this club and he's yet to kind of prove that on the big league level uh, I know in the minor leagues he hits for average close or above 300 um, we have not seen that translate to the big league level this year uh or it, you know as of now but he seems to uh have been getting him better, improving and working on himself physically. And like I said, um, it the Rockies are giving him a ton, a ton 
of playing time this spring. I guess they want to see, um, you know, what they really have in this guy. You know, before it seems like his opportunities were very limited, and, and you know, at the major league level, and he'd play in the seventh, eighth, ninth innings of blowout games. You know, not really crucial at bats in that sense. So the Rockies are definitely giving him a stronger look this off season and in spring training. So we'll have to see, uh, wait and see with. Uh, Ronald Tapia in terms of what the Rockies want to do and you know I asked Buddy Black uh, a question about the bullpen you know do you take the wait and see approach with a lot of these guys and he says that the wait and see approach is something that's going to apply to the entirety of the club you know starters relievers catchers outfielders infielders you know outside of a couple guys like Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story and, and Charlie Blackman you know they're really keeping all of their options open they're not committed one way or another to certain guys they're really you know the vibe that I'm getting from this club is that they're going to put their best hand forward meaning the players that have been you know impressing and playing the best are going to get those opportunities but they're not going to jump to any conclusions by any means you know but he's going to take this slow he's a patient manager and we'll have to see what happens but like I've reiterated he is a veteran guy he likes to play veterans and you know that's why you might see a guy like Ian Desmond start the season in center field Um, but if Tapia continues to perform well if he's you know in, in his role you might see him overtake Desmond potentially you know you might see him get some more starts in the outfield um, you know, they're, they're definitely trying to incorporate some of the younger guys, um, I believe. You know, that's why you saw guys like Gerardo Parra, DJ LeMahieu, and Carlos Gonzalez all kind of depart the team. You know, while Carlos Gonzalez is still a free agent, I think the likelihood of them bringing him back um, at this point in time is unlikely. So, you know, they, they're, they're in a position to test, you know, these young guys. They want to see what they have in that sense. Um, wrapping up here, let's talk about Trevor's story. This is, uh, you know, Trevor's been... A fantastic major league player for the Rockies in his two seasons and since being called up from the minor leagues. Um, or is it three seasons? No, Trevor's been in since 2016. Excuse me. No, Trevor's been a, you know, a household name with this club for a, a hot minute now. And, you know, the next step in his progression seems to be, you know, becoming a leader and emerging as a leader in this clubhouse. And that's something that Buddy Black has said that he's seen um, both in his interactions with Trevor and um, with his teammates, you know, Bud says he's not afraid to, you know, vocalize his opinion on certain topics. He's not afraid to come to Buddy with questions or issues. Um, he, he's uh, kind of becoming a mentor to some of the younger guys. You know, I've had a couple conversations with Brendan Rogers and Garen Hampson. And, you know, they, they talk about Nolan, obviously, but right after Nolan is Trevor in terms of guys that they're watching, guys that they're talking to. So, you know, it seems like Trevor, after a couple, a few seasons here in the big leagues, is starting to really break out of his shell, you know. He's becoming more vocal and he's becoming, you know, a stronger leader for this clubhouse, which is great, you know, considering that they lost guys like Gerardo Parra, Cargo, um, guys that were big voices in that clubhouse, um, you know, the past few seasons. So it seems like a lot of it, you know, there's been a lot of questions and talk on Twitter and other social media platforms about the Rockies and their lack of moves this offseason. You know, Daniel, adding Daniel Murphy, you know, being the only major addition that they've made, you know, you lose Adam Adovino, you lose DJ Parra, Carl all these guys um and, and you know it seems like the rockies are very trustworthy they, they trust their internal growth um and you know that's the, the the trademark and you know the telltale sign of a good organization is can they f- scout and develop you know talent at a high level and you know they're kind of rolling the dice on that this season but they're gonna go and, and see what these guys got guys like tapia 
um, McMahon, Hampson, Rogers. You know, these are all guys that are going to get opportunities and shots at the major league level. You know, to replace some of the guys that have you know rode, rode the ship here in the past few seasons. So the Rockies are definitely banking on their internal talent, kind of maturing naturally and becoming better naturally. You know, three years of hard work and and whatnot. So listen, if if Trevor Story continues to be on the pace, you know that he's been on and emer- continues to emerge as a leader, this team is going to be you know in a great place. If Tapia can come into his own and be a speedster and be a threat on the base pass, that's a plus. If Ryan McMahon, you know, can become an offensive force and play a good second base, that's fantastic because the Rockies have another infield option for the future. Daniel Murphy, you know, he he can solidify the Rockies' first base situation um, throughout the entirety of the season and, you know, and next season as well, which has been a question mark for quite some time. And you also have the alternate in Mark Reynolds, you know, someone that could hit 30 balls out of the ballpark in a season. You have plus options. John Gray, uh, you know, an arm that if he can come into his own and develop, can really help push this rotation over the rotation over the top and make it, you know, the premier young starting rotation in baseball. Nolan Arenado, he's got the contract, he's got the money. How is that going to affect his play moving forward? Is he going to continue to progress as a player? He he claims that he he can still continue to take his games to a, a higher level, and, and you know that's something that's going to be exciting to see. Is this team is really kind of coming into their own and with every single player that I've talked to, it's all about internal growth, the guys that we have. Ian Desmond was telling me that the camaraderie between you know teammates is one of the most underrated aspects of the game. Um, that natural growth within the organization um, is something that he believes will hopefully take this team to a World Series. And and that's you know what I'm going to kind of leave on here is there is a lot of confidence stemming from every single player in this clubhouse. They truly all believe they can win a World Series, um, not just this year, but in the future and continue to contend for them obviously it's great to see that confidence we'll see if it translates on the field but this is a close-knit group a tight-knit group and and one that's ready to take the next step so spring training just a couple weeks away we'll obviously be excited to see how this progresses for them um how the team can improve this season you know maybe they'll regress we don't know it's really these are all things that remain to be seen but um you know from a spring training perspective it seems like this team has their head on straight and they're really excited to get going here as the season starts so yeah, I'm Anil Pure from MyLifeSports.com. Like I was saying, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Media by AP. We're looking forward to bringing you guys some fantastic content throughout the season, both Luke and myself. I think uh, Ronnie K, who's kind of producing this podcast here next to me, is excited to get back in the clubhouses and, and you know bring you guys some fantastic Rockies content, both over the airwaves on our radio station and 1340 FM 104.7 um, online at MileHighSports.com and in the magazine. You know the Mile High Sports magazine available in, in King supers all across the front range from Foco to Castle Rock. Um, I've got, I think, three stories in the latest edition for baseball that are set to come out here in a few weeks. You're definitely going to want to pick those up. Um, so yeah, be sure to check us all out on all three of those platforms. And, and listen, I mean, we've got everything you want as a baseball fan. We've got the radio station, we've got the magazine, and we've got the online site. You you can get your daily dose of every single Colorado sports team um, via My Eye Sports, via all three of our platforms. We also have a mobile app, both on the Google Play and the Apple Store. So be sure to download that to keep up with all of our content throughout the season. Um, it's going to be a lot of great stuff, guys. Some, some really exclusive interviews 
was some great insight and analysis. And, you know, we, we, we couldn't be more thrilled to provide you, the fans, with some awesome content moving forward. So from Ally Sports, I'm Anil Opiro signing off from Scottsdale. I'll be back at it here soon enough, uh, bringing you guys some fantastic articles and whatnot as the season starts to creep in. And then obviously once the season gets going, we'll kick things into full gear. But uh, that's going to be it for me. See you when the season starts.